Good. Are you confused, Dan? Sorry. Oh, uh, Last minute technical. It's old school. Like I'm waiting for Dan to just start looking at the trying to make sure what's yeah. going on. Okay, Dan, take two. Go. Take two, take two. Gore readings and welcome to Flesh Wound Horror Live. I am Flesh Wound Dan, and I closed that stupid window. That's producer Todd. Well, I was gonna cut out your fuck up, but now you, eh, you, you don't referenced it, so it's live, it happens. Pugs dread. Namaste. And Mike Kruger. Welcome to primetime, bitch. All right. So Can how is everybody? Me just to ignore me. Oh, he didn't introduce you. He you. said there's producer Todd. Okay, no, no. Yeah. That's why I was asking Pugs, not you, Dan. Now <laughs> he is just making shit up in his head. Like Dan's grumpy because it's history month. So damn. Nah. But uh yeah, we do have some an interesting mix of films tonight. Thank you, by the way, for everybody who hung out with us for four and a half hours. Last night, I hung out with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you at the beginning, you, you, I just you, didn't run it. you spread your box at the beginning of the show. So. Well, Dan was oh, over there edging, fucking gooner. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, just in case you were unaware, we did have three shows yesterday a trauma flashback show, we had uh, a Julian Sands show, and the collection update. So lots of content for you guys. What hey, Pitt. Pitt. Hola. I know. Good, to, good to see you here, brother. Fucking sorry I haven't gotten back to your messages lately. <laughs> There's been a lot going on, but uh, good to see that you're watching with us. Still in the States? It's, he's probably on his way in the airport. Huh? Nah. Pitt, I miss you already. I know. I think, I, yeah, he should. <laughs> he, I think he should be back in Norway by now, but. Let us know, Pitt. Let's yeah, know where you at? Yeah. Check in. Pitt? <laughs> yeah. Um, Dan. So, did you hear the big news today? This is your neck of the woods. Okay, there's been some different news bits. Well, the only one news? that would be Dan specific. Eh, it's not really Dan specific, but it's publishing specific. So you're you're on. Oh, oh. oh. vinegar syndrome publishing. Yes, yes. They purchased uh, uh, Ibon Press, which yes, did that the- is the big one. The Maniac comics, the zombie comics, New York Ripper. So that's now owned by Vinegar City. So get ready to rebuy them in super fancy boxes with like three slips on them. (laughs) Yeah, They're totally going to do it. I'm totally all in. (laughs) I I mean, I'm all in. I have the Maniac like little omnibus thing. And they also, I I think it came with like a pin or some shit. But uh I'm not so willing to rebuy it, but I definitely want the from beyond the comics or the the beyond comics. So, uh, yeah, they have each reissue will will come complete with all new cover art, new supplemental material, oh. and a stellar new packaging done as only VS knows how. Damn. Well, maybe in that case, I will be rebuying <laughs> the comics. <laughs> it's called milking you. <laughs> Dude, not you a good breeding farm have, have you read the fucking comics with the maniac? Dude, it's so fucking good. Like the maniac cop versus New York Ripper thing is so fucking rad. I, I was I, I was over the moon just sitting one day watch uh, like reading this shit. And uh yeah, I may have to I may have to do a second purchase. I swear, dude, I have more maniac merch at this fucking point than anything else. I have like fucking five shirts, <laughs> fucking the goddamn comics, like four versions of the goddamn movie. Fuck yeah. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I realized? 
I have a lot of copies of the different Death Wish movies. I got like at least, you... I got like three of each. Weren't you just talking about buying a PSP of Toxic Avenger? Just because... I absolutely was. <laughs> oh, there, there's a PSP uh, with a fucking gimmick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, there, there's still some new ones out there, and I almost bought one the other day. Almost Dude, that's rad as fuck. What the fuck, Todd? It'll happen. Don't well, okay. <laughs> what, what I had to wait P- first. When I had a PSP, um, I had fucking uh, like a couple of movies just on deck. Like I had like Pulp Fiction, fucking Godzilla, Final Wars. Uh, yeah, the the, that that was a fun. I actually did have everyone one. had the mummy if they had a PSP movie because it was cheap as shit. It was like three ninety nine at the game store. Um, man, that brings me back PSP fucking home video. There you go, fucking a. Uh, real quick. Pitt is back in Norway, and Punisher Batman fan said Christmas Cruelty was one of the hardest watches I've ever had. Loved it. That's awesome. And Pitt said, glad you liked our movie, Punisher Batman fan. Dude, he also awesome. loved XPW. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's awesome, uh, Punisher Batman fan, that you watched it. And uh, thank you for the purchase, because yeah. that movie is absolutely one of the most fucked up Christmas watches you could have. I got mine within arm's reach. <laughs> I got a co- my- one copy in three rooms in my house, just in case. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm pissed off because I had it like sitting here, but I just got like a new case, so I just reorganized oh. everything, and it's in alphabetical order now. Uh, uh, Punisher Batman bought it because of you guys. All right. Well, sweet. sweet. Well, we're in the documentary, so check that out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and check out our uh, audio commentary, which is yeah. a lot of fun. Absolutely. All right. So we will do more. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I don't know. What would be your dream audio? Real quick question before we move on to the reviews. Besides dream... the one I've already said fillers out. Yeah, I was gonna... <laughs> yeah. No, your your dream audio commentary. You could do the audio commentary for any movie. But think about it first. It doesn't necessarily have to be your favorite movie. Well that we well see part of it is we've done some of the ones I would want to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no! I'm saying like officially on the Blu-ray. I understand, but I mean the fact that we've done some, like my urge to pick that one disappears from my head. I got two, and we're gonna do one of them, and we're actually probably end up doing both of them. But one, Howard the Duck, for sure. I would love to do that. Two, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, Me, a Serbian film. I'm in. (laughs) I just think I think the four of us could be uh, very entertaining. And dead girl, I mean, oh, dead, dead girl too, dude. Like that's coming up soon. The new Blu-ray it coming is. up. So. Yeah, ho- hopefully, Uncle Uncle Stephen uh, hears her. Hears Oh, her, that's uh, right. It is on Earth, huh? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I already uh, know these things. What about you, Dan? Uh, this is entirely inaccurate. Uh, <laughs> at this point, the decomposition rate would be here. He's got like his whole like. Just I'd have created a new that. hole already. What are these guys doing? <laughs> Amateur hour. Uh, what about you, Dan? What would you commentate on? I'm trying to think of one that would be... My problem is my answer is always going to change, too. If I'm going with just stuff I know random stuff about, it might influence me. Dan, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, if I'd probably do... <laughs> if I had my dream, the Waldemar Daninsky, Paul Nashie Blu-ray set. 
Like, it just all of those werewolf movies together, and I could just do them all. One movie, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, I know. He, he says pick one movie. Pugs <laughs> with two. We'll allow that. But then yeah. Dan picks a whole goddamn box set. That's, that's fine. I make the rules. I change. I'm going to do the Al Adamson set. Well, yeah. Ben Grimm, if, if you drop some dinero, I can try to convince these guys. He's like, y'all doing a commentary on cuties? No, I am not. I mean, <laughs> we'll, I'm in. we'll make a Patreon level <laughs> just for that. that. I can invite some people. Where Are you going to pay me, weird? motherfucker? <laughs> I hope you have a car. We might only be three of us. You're going to get my book. You're going to get my booking fee invoice <laughs> sent to you. On we PayPal. should all be just silhouetted like we're in witness protection program. <laughs> we might have to do that for one of the movies for Dan on our <laughs> our secret All right. Santa. Yeah, no, this is true. Did you answer it then? Oh, you did, but you didn't let me answer. He's going to move on. Oh, I thought you you weren't just weren't answering. Go for it. Well, I figured you just know. Well, fucking go for Toxic it. Toxic Avenger, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah, well, we 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 probably will do that around the time that the remake comes out, so... <laughs> Zombie seventy nine seventy nine. I knew Pugs was in. <laughs> Pugs I'm, I'm looking for a reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me and Pugs will do it anyway. <laughs> oh, Ben Grimm just got a raise. Congratulations, and he might pay. <laughs> I hope it's a big fucking raise, Ben. All right, so moving. Already got me and Pugs cheap. confirmed. You got a, the other. Two. <laughs> oh, All right. damn it! <laughs> you know what? Yeah, sorry. You know, the Where dog it? ran off with her. Oh, <laughs> she, 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 she took one of her fever, femur bones and ran off. Maybe All I'll get right. her back on next week. It's good to see you, I guess, Cliff. Moving on to our first movie <laughs> of the night, Fear, from director Dion Taylor. And in this film, a much-needed getaway and a celebration weekend turns into a nightmare due to the contagious airborne threat. Okay, so this is, believe it or not, a theatrical movie. Um, it, it follows, as a short synopsis, but it follows a guy who's bringing his girlfriend to this abandoned, I guess you would call it manor, bread and, back, bread and breakfast, whatever. Bed and breakfast, why can't I talk today? Um, to propose to her. He brings along all these friends. This takes place during the pandemic, although they never really use the specific word. Uh, but definitely shot during and uh focusing on the pandemic and their great their greatest fears come to life and they are bumped off one they were bumped off one by one by their greatest fears uh okay so this is a weird one because it kind of felt like even though this was a theatrical release the horror community just all together just decided like yeah we're not gonna bother with this one but they like nobody with, they do that with everything that's not a name There's yeah, but this, one. this got no coverage at all but this one is i was oh, gonna say i'm not gonna lie i saw like i didn't watch a movie but watching the trailer i was very interested then luckily i heard uh i heard some things so i decided not to waste my money on that bullshit <laughs> yeah it it's it's pretty bad. Uh, number one, none of the actors have any chemistry. I did like the lead actress, but n- nobody, like, they didn't feel like they were actually a couple. Uh, when they're, there's almost too many characters. You have T.I. playing the same 
person he is in every single movie. He's a really shitty actor. <laughs> he was playing uh, T.I. He's a really shitty he's actor. He's good at that. He's good at being himself, a really shitty actor. Uh, you barely get any real focus on these characters. Dan, like, you know what today yeah, is. You better yeah. knock it off. It's, I'm just being honest. it's like, here's their fear, and then they just die in an uninteresting way. Nobody cares. It's just a really... I don't understand why they even bothered with the theatrical on this one. It, it, there's nothing to it. It's not maybe as bad as people are making it out to be, but it's just a nothing movie. Never once was I unnerved or scared. Did I feel any suspense? It is just like, oh, you're afraid of water. Oh, here you go. You just drown in the sink. Uninspired. Just, it's a nothing movie. It, it uh, is. It, it's a time killer. It, it, there's nothing. I, I, no, I don't time think time killers can be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, see, fun. I didn't, I didn't, it didn't bother me. I, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it, but I wasn't like mad. <laughs> Damn it, Ben. T.I. not hood approved. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the chemistry wasn't there. Um, although I, I maybe I just like the location. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been there, but we could definitely visit it, Dan. <laughs> oh, really? What the hood? What are we Strawberry, talking about? Strawberry Lodge. Oh, okay. It's yeah, I don't know. Place. <laughs> we show up there, then Ti wants to beat the shit out of me. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Could be an I, issue. I, I think you could take him. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> but yeah, I could recommend this. I mean, it, it, it's just it's a fucking piece of shit. I wouldn't go that far. If this was on Tubi, people would be sucking it up. <laughs> No. Not One, a, not not worst horror movie of the year, like a lot. No, I see. I just think it's pointless. It's not. I don't think it's like as bad as everyone's like. It's the worst thing ever. Obviously, these people have not gone and saw that stupid Devils movie. But um, <laughs> did you also notice? I mean, there's plot holes too. Like oh, the let's just say the wine scene. Not everybody drank it, and then there was issues before some people drank the wine. So it was very like. I don't even understand or care what the fuck is going on with this thing. I mean, the, the basic idea, uh, there's a quote in it, fear is a choice, don't believe in it. Like, I, I get what they were trying to do, but man, they failed just across the board. It's really bad. I did not believe that the le- the the couple was, act- was a couple. Like, they just had no... The dude was kind of creepy, and there was, like, no chemistry. Ben Grimm, too many elements. There was the fear thing, a full car thing, pandemic shit, creature stuff. Yeah, none of it good. <laughs> just they don't deliver on anything. I think it was just the company because, as far as I know, it's their first theatrical horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the fact I give them props for getting it in theaters. <laughs> um, yeah. But it was another one that was just small, like no advertising. So it's. A few of us are going to go see, so it's not like one that's, mm-hmm. you know, going to the box office. It made a million bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, honestly, it doesn't look like it costs too much more than that to make, but uh, uh, the and director T. I produced it, so that's the money yeah. behind it. <laughs> Next time, don't act in it, though. Um, this director, Dion Taylor, did make a movie called Traffic, which was a solid thriller. He does a lot of like mid-level budget films. That one I actually remember liking with Omar Epps and Luke Goss. Uh, 
here though yeah. like this was just a total miss maybe just stick to action thrillers might be more his wheelhouse this this one's absolutely awful but and i don't know who i would recommend it to i, I just i don't know i think I you do i wouldn't recommend it to anyone better movies out there yeah go watch his uh meet the blacks there's another one he made that's funny at least i know <laughs> not everyone will agree <laughs> the second one I, I actually think is one to watch. It's basically an urban fright night with uh what's his name? Fake Drew Dan Williams. Thank you. Yeah, it was uh I saw a little bit of the first one and it wasn't hitting for me. My brother was watching that. I remember Do you like the, the haunted house movies and like the, the Wayne's ones or the Marlin Wayne's? I know you don't Pucks. I think <laughs> I only saw the first one and not really. See, I, it's not the worst parody movie, but not really. Scary movie one and two. I will fight for though. Those movies are bad. That's what I'm saying. Those have the, like those would have yeah. been better scary movie sequels than the ones they got. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Well, anyways, fear. I give it a half star. And that's I'm it. An, just for the lead actress, and that's it. It's below average. I'm not that. I'm I'm a two. I almost was a two and a half because it's I didn't hate it. That, and that two and a half would have been a pity because everyone's just shitting on it extra, but it gets a two. <laughs> it is below uh, average. No, oh, it's way below average. Uh, what's up, Chris? Uh, Felipe, welcome. Work. See? Anybody I missed. Ben likes Meet the Blacks, too. See, the problem with the first one is it's the purge setup. Meet the Blacks, too, is a little different. Yeah. And you don't need All to right. see the first one. <laughs> No, I, I don't think you'll be too lost if you if you skip that. Uh, all right, so moving on to our next film, which is a Shudder original. Hmm? I didn't say it. No one said a word. Oh, sorry. It looks like you were pausing to say something. My bad. All right, Shudder original, Sorry About the Demon, from writer-director Emily Haggins. And this follows a young man named Will who's struggling with a broken heart after his girlfriend Amy leaves and learns his new place is full of restless spirits. All right, so just a little background on this. Uh, if that name sounds familiar, uh, Emily Hagen, she directed a film called Pathogen when she was 12. Uh, that is actually available from one of the Vinegar Syndrome partner labels. Uh, so... <laughs> Kudos for directing a real movie when you're a teenager. Uh, she also went on to direct uh, the uh, segment for the Chilling Visions horror anthology called Touch. And she did a scare package uh, segment called Cold Open. Uh, so, you know, still working. Uh, Which was the really cold cool. open of the thing. Absolutely. So sorry about the demon. Uh, whoever wants to tag in first. for it. <laughs> I can go first because I'll be quick and brief. Um, I really didn't care for any of the characters, but the story with the guy dealing with this hard breakup, you know, I kind of felt that a little bit, but quickly that fizzled out. I thought the demon was stupid. There was no fun kills or effects or anything really behind this movie. And overall, it just felt like a total shutter dud. You know, once in a while, like shutter gives us a lot of great movies throughout the year but every now and again they give us one that is especially shitty and i i thought this was definitely one of them 
Uh, I don't think it was that bad because they did have me in moments. My problem is it it just stretched out. It's too fucking too long. There's Absolutely. no need for it to it to be almost an hour and forty minutes. You come in at a solid seventy to seventy five, cut out all that not useless crap. I think it would have been a whole lot better. Uh, I do like it. I do think there's something there, but yeah, this was a bit of a chore at times. So I I I would say check it out, but just know uh it's uh it's fatty i'll i'll say the trailer 100 percent looked really good and then going in like it, it was just one of those things where the trailer looked a lot better than the movie we ended up getting yeah dan uh so this one i think is a case of expectations there was a lot out that like oh this is an evil dead inspired movie and that's been yeah tagged on a lot of films and it's not a good idea that's not what this is uh this is a horror comedy but it is mostly a comedy they almost never go for real scares in this one it's it's a guy losing a girl and then getting her back tied up in this sort of supernatural haunting possession storyline uh and that's fine for what this is it's kind of a date night horror movie I mean, that's what it is, and it's not bad. I do agree it's a little bit too long at an hour 45, uh, but I did I did laugh. I never laughed my ass off with this movie, but I thought the whole thing of duping this goofy guy into buying a house uh, so he gets possessed so they can save their daughter. There were more than a few times I was tr- uh, chuckling at this one. Um, again, it's not a gore film, but it moves at a decent pace i was never bored with it uh there's there's a lot of this pretty lively finale uh i didn't hate this i feel a lot of people are hating on it just because it's lighter than what they would have expected uh particularly with shutter but i like once in a while that they throw out something a little bit different uh in fact i don't know what the rating is on this i would imagine this would be a pg-13 rating i don't even think it's rated most like that stuff they just don't even bother and pay the why pay the mpa if they're just going to play it on shutter anyway yeah that's true yeah no that that is true there's Uh, no actually i'm looking there's no rating listed on imdb yeah i mean that's what it is it's more or less a supernatural rom-com and i didn't hate it i also sort of like the back and forth with the demon particularly when he has that embarrassing encounter with his girlfriend and the new guy and then he just goes straight back into the house and is trying to ignore you know floating over his bed taking his shirt all this crazy crazy shit uh it it's a good one for date night would i ever watch it again probably not uh unless it was you know with a date uh but it's I don't know. I just think this one's getting shit on for the wrong reasons, personally. And, and you think the reason is because of the Evil Dead 2 comparison? Everybody going into this, like, oh, it looks like Evil Dead. See, I wasn't even at I that. I, yeah, I didn't even, yeah. I, I, I didn't I didn't have that Evil Dead thing going in. I just saw the trailer, and I, I was expecting, you know, maybe Did, some, some decent effects or some some sort of you know something for me to grasp onto, but unfortunately, there did was we there. did we watch that one on a trailer show? I think we may have. Yeah, we did. I think the last one. I don't maybe. remember it either. Then I'm with yeah. pugs because I didn't think I watched the trailer. I did not. Um, so 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Dan, you said you consider this a comedy, though, right? Not over a horror film? Oh, yeah. It never but yet, really. But yet you scared, said, oh, but... I just chuckled a few times. So that tells me it's not a very fucking good comedy. If you no. were laughing. <laughs> Look, rom-com, I mean, it works. I, I was never bored. Well, you I know I exactly just... where it's going. It's just lose the I... girl, get the girl back sort of shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it does work. That's okay. I think the setup, like Kruger said, but I think it just it's not funny. A couple chuckles, maybe it's not scary. Um definitely not scary. It, it, this it seems just like kinda, a premise for a TV show, like a spin-off to being human. Yeah. I mean, it just yeah. to me it doesn't hit on any of the cylinders it should. It needed to be a little more funny, it needed to be a little bit more, or it needed to be a little bit more horror. It just I don't want to say it stayed restrained, but it 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 kind of just ended up in the middle because of that. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I wasted my time, but I'm never gonna watch it again. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, like if this guy would have, you know, maybe beheaded a couple of people to sacrifice them to to the demon <laughs> or something like that, yeah. I, I would have been more entertained. But it just it never hit on any of those notes that make me like horror comedies and i'm already a stickler when it comes to those so yeah like i knew you wouldn't like like going in like i was like yeah i'm pretty sure kruger's not gonna like it or you might have even mentioned you know i think i did i i think i told you i was like i'm because i watched it right when it came out because it was like the first shutter release i think of the year i could be wrong on that but uh i was i was excited to check it out but yeah it was just a dud for me personally and what would you rate it? Uh, so for me, I'm and this is a little generous, but maybe it's just because I like the sad story. I'm a one and a half, I could go lower, but the acting wasn't terrible, like the acting was decent. It, it's just the execution of the whole story really uh hurt it for me. Um, uh, I am a two out of five, Dan. Uh, I'm a two and a half out of five. I think it's a perfectly solid supernatural rom-com, whatever you want to call it. It's better than probably... You know the rating you gave it was average, so it's not perfectly solid, right? Average is solid. Todd's fighting over words. It's a solid (laughs) film, so go fuck yourself. If it's solid, then why wouldn't it be at least three? I'm giving it a two and a half. Maybe I would have given it. I'm not going to change it now. But no, I'm saying your logic. I'd watch it again with the dates. You said, "Okay, I I know I'm I'm yeah I'm the idiot now." Yeah, Yeah. I am too. (laughs) (laughs) I stopped. I I caught it. But But I will say, if you want a horror date movie, I've referenced this before. If they request this, say (laughs) I'll find another. (laughs) There's a better movie that we're reviewing tonight. That's a perfect horror date movie. The sure thing would be Spring. That is a good if you want to seal the deal. Well, if you'd like. Todd's recommended movies for first dates. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the girl. Depends on the girl. It might work. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> so Todd's date movie up next, I guess. Uh, all right. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> so I am curious to talk about this one. Maybe more than, well, actually, no, the, the main <laughs> event's pretty good tonight. But uh, our next film is Candyland from writer-director John Schwab. 
And in this one, a seemingly naive and devout young woman finds her way in the underground world of truck stop sex workers, also known as Lot Lizards. Uh, Lot Lizard is actually a good uh, Ray Garten novel about the same thing. Uh, horror novel. Uh, so we, we, we so shout out to my boy Rex, who is a truck driver. I was going to say, we could have brought oh. some, some lot lizard experts. <laughs> I thought you were about to say he was in the movie. I was like, we see the... No, no. Kruger does one, too. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we could have hit up one of my old managers. <laughs> hey, he, he rolls up in that good truck, too. That <laughs> <laughs> would get Dan inside the front. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So this oh, one... and homegirl from Soft and Quiet fame. Yes, I don't yes, know her Olivia, name. Thank you, uh, Olivia Licardi. Yeah. Uh, I believe that's who you're talking about. Coming to yeah. screen clean for me. <laughs> uh, so this is also from the director of "Let Me Make You a Martyr," which was a Marilyn Man- Manson film. Maybe the last one that he'll ever do with the starring role. Uh, I still want he- that creep show ep- episode that he was in that got like fucking lost. Yeah, I well, Night it's not Reed lost, is also don't. a truck driver. What's up, dude? Thank you for your yes. service. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Mikey, you got to tell us are the lot lizards accurate? Because I know you watched this one too. I think they're probably a little light. <laughs> well, a little older, actually. I, well, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I would imagine probably prettier than your typical uh, dying breed says. I was impressed with boobs and bush out the gate. Amen, brother. <laughs> oh yeah, about six minutes in, I text, I, I text Dan, you're gonna love this. Well, yeah. you, you already know where I'm at then. <laughs> For, this movie does pack on the graphic nudity. There's even a Sharon Stone basic instinct moment where I was like, no, oh. that's above. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's or should I yeah. say below? I Whatever. That was a good day. And the, the flash to the, the little, I don't want to ruin anything, but uh, that would have made my fucking whole year. Yeah. <laughs> told everyone it, in school, you know what I saw? That's a basic instinct to do a Disney property. <laughs> You're a goddamn liar, Pug. Prove it. There's a documentary. Uh, so, all right. So this one is is hard to define. I guess I would call it drama horror. This one probably leans a little more on the drama than the horror. That's not a bad thing. It, it not in tone because the movie. Uh, it reminded me of Red, White, and Blue. Although that movie's a lot more depressing than this one. But yeah, definitely a little more focused on the drama. There's also, if you're a piece of shit, like uh, you'll probably have a lot of humor you'll find in oh, it. Even I wouldn't call it a comedy. Mm. Uh, I will <laughs> say, I did. No I did. Well, well I wouldn't call it a comedy, but yeah, there's a little bit of humor. I did laugh it, but there's a hair on it. I'll just leave it. <laughs> that did that did make me laugh. At least his piece um, was holstered. You know, the family works. Yeah. <laughs> I think it it portrays the profession fairly realistically, despite being prettier than probably normal for truck stop hookers. But not losing, uh, it, it uh, a little more <laughs> impressive in the movie, says Mikey. Uh, there may not be enough gore for the slasher fans because I guess you would qualify it as a slasher film, and that could be an issue. The horror also doesn't really fully go into full gear until later. Nonetheless, 
despite those credit not really criticisms it just depends what you're looking for i did love this movie um there's some logic issues there's a whole lot of killing in some cases going on just feet from people that nobody ever notices and i wish some of our characters fought back a little harder i'll just say that that was like one thing it was just they were all lambs to the slaughter pretty much i mean Uh, they're caught off guard buddy (laughs) sure but well, if you're not dead, he'd come out like, you know, well, yeah, he's Easter. fucking Rambo. <laughs> if you're in a stall that's like right across from, you know, you're not going to bump off that many people in like a 7 Eleven. I'll just, you know, there's some logic stuff. But Maybe I was at, you can't. <laughs> well, we'll see. But uh, they have the Lord on their side, sir. <laughs> but this one really hits hard at the end. It has a great ending that was really just fucked up and just built to uh william baldwin plays a really impressive piece of shit in this one how's your back end is another line that <laughs> was awful but made me laugh uh it's an experience this is a movie that goes there it's dirty it's grimy uh every all the actors were great everyone's memorable in this felt like a real person just again Made me want to make them a little smarter, but you know, see, I don't think it's how would they be smarter? Look where they ended up, dude. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I don't see this is an easy classification for me. It's not really horror, it's only drama. It's uh, it's 100% an exploitation film, yeah. And and we don't get those that often, and that's what this is, and it's awesome. I know Dan's about halfway down the shaft, so (laughs) you want to continue or pass it off. Oh no! I, I exploitation films, yeah, a little more drama than your typical exploitation film, but absolutely, that's what you should probably yeah. have in your head. And I mean, look, the killings are nasty. It's just you know, it comes a little more towards the end. A lot of just stabbing. It's not like a sick kill movie. I just don't yeah. want to give people that impression. But I loved it. Entertained the hell out of me, and I do recommend. Let me make you a martyr. The Marilyn Manson film from the same director, uh, uh, Kruger. Go for it. Um, so I definitely like the taboo subject matter of, you know, everybody being kind of in this little group of lot lizards and there's even a guy there. All, all the dynamic between all of them was really well done. And I like the little signals that the prostitutes had to know somebody wants some truck stop action. Definitely <laughs> felt authentic. Uh and characters Again, like I just, I thought they all played off well with each other, but unfortunately, just for me personally, my personal preference of movies, uh, I do agree with what you said, Dan. Uh, the gore and you know killings could have been a little bit better and could have you know entertained me a little bit more. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of brutal stabbings, and there's definitely a scene towards the end that is pretty powerful, but. I just kind of wanted more. And when I watched this trailer uh, for this film, I was very, very excited for it just because I thought, you know, it's going to be a brutal truck stop prostitute movie. And it is, but it didn't get to my expectations, I guess. Um, I do think it's a, it's a solid movie. And that chick climaxing after the stabbing of that dude at the end, I mean, that was a, a fantastic scene. But at the same time, as a whole, I just I, I don't see it anything over average for me personally. Oh, right on. Uh, I fucking love this thing. 
it's it it's gonna. I think it's gonna find a place on my on my list at the end of the year. That's how good I think this is. It delivered everything I needed: stabbings, prostitution, asshole commentary, uh, flashing. This, yeah, I recommend this to everyone to check it out. I was enthralled the entire time, and and oh, I don't want to give anything away, but I liked where it went, where it landed. Uh, I liked how it ended. And it's a very grim ending, but like it's oh, I, I love this fucking thing. It it's very quotable, but I'm not gonna do that here. Maybe maybe later, but yeah, I'll be definitely watching this again really soon after Oscar season. <laughs> Real Absolutely. quick before you go, Todd, another one I also recommend that deals with not lot lizards exactly, but Katie says Katie says goodbye, the 2016 Olivia Cook movie where he plays a hooker. That's just a drama. But I she got robbed for an Oscar nomination though. That's just really you want to watch Olivia Hook Cook as a hooker. <laughs> Olivia <laughs> Hook, yeah. <laughs> I'd watch her hook. <laughs> All right, yeah. With or without um, really good. Team, I don't give a fuck. He has yeah. a sex scene with James uh, uh Belushi in this one. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, so no one's ever masturbated to that scene. I got it. <laughs> Kept his hat on. Yeah, also, I, the, the I, weapon of choice is pretty fucking rad. Yeah, this, this movie's awesome. I mean, there, like I, I got I messaged Dan six minutes in because I knew that would just automatically make him love it, but I didn't know like where I was gonna love it as much as I did. Um, this is definitely gonna be in my top ten. I don't know what number yet because right now we're what really? one month in exactly. Um, yeah. Um. Very memorable for me. Yeah. <laughs> memorable, quotable. I know if I say a good time, it may be when I had a good time. It, it, it's not for everyone, but if you know you like some, yeah. Exploitation fans, go in. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm no. telling everyone I can. You, this is one you should watch. <laughs> yeah, Rex, just... I'm still limping from last time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we should mention it is currently on VOD. Yes. Yes, currently on VOD. Yes. Would it have been weird if it was Alec Baldwin in that? Part? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> That's who he, he. You know what? Never mind. I'm gonna fucking behave. Makes him wear like a hey, Kim, hey. Ba- Kim Basinger wig and. <laughs> well, he's officially charged yesterday, so that's an interesting case. We'll have to talk about that on Patreon sometime. I'm curious. Oh yeah, that yeah. Um, <laughs> Kruger, what do you give it? Uh, I'm a two and a half out of five. Pumps? And you, you oh, and sorry. I would <laughs> also I would rewatch it, and maybe that rating would change over time. But uh, for right now. You- for right for right now, it just it didn't give me enough of the blood and violence. I you mean, wanted just, a truck stop killer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's the problem. You I'm wanted a totally too. different movie. Well, well, when that one scene, like there's a scene that kind of alludes to that a right. little bit. And I was just like, oh, this is gonna be hard as fuck. And then it ended up going a totally different direction. Uh but I, you know, I don't hate it or anything like that. Right. I just, I, I just very middle of the road when it comes to this one because of it not having like you know somebody getting fucking beheaded in a truck stop bathroom or somebody right. getting a blowjob and them ripping their cock off. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think they were trying to stay a little closer to reality. It worked for me though. The kills were mean. Uh, 
It there's a worked. there's a little death that I appreciated. Like, oh <laughs> fuck yeah! Uh, for right. me, five out of five. Damn. Dan. Uh, oh, uh, I. You know what? A, a couple issues aside, I did have a fucking blast with it. So I give it a very enthusiastic four stars. I, just like pugs, I'm also a five. There you go. Half a hole. <laughs> Roast <Just> beef <laughs> and all. And Ben is correct. Mike wants a beheading at every movie. I wouldn't mind it. I mean, yeah. At probably. least once a day, Mike needs to see a beheading. You know yes. what would have been better in Eat, Pray, Love if this got decapitated at the end of it? Hear I me mean, out. Passion of the Christ, <laughs> 10 times better. Pretty woman would have been better if Jason Alexander just <laughs> stabbed Julia Roberts in the coop. Fuck yes. Oh, oh no, yeah. if it's that one, we got to do the Ed Gein. Uh, Where is it? <laughs> Our hairy arms? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I, I'm a sick fuck, dude. Like, when they cut, like, I need my, I need some gore and some, vi- some more violence than we got in this one for me, though. Sleepless in Seattle would have been great if Tom Hanks turned Meg Ryan into a fucking couch. Slash your home yeah. video. Every movie can be elevated by a beheading. Absolutely. You know, I, I see no uh, lie. This is why we're friends, Slash your home video. Like, <laughs> you and I get each other. There All you right. go. What do we got All next, right. Dan? All right. Up next, uh, before we get to it, this is the last movie as of now that Julian Sands has made i don't think he had anything else in production if i'm not mistaken uh so if you didn't see our update on julian sands he's been missing for a while now 17 and days yeah unfortunately uh so true legends and we we hope for probably a miracle at this point but he has uh, six upcoming films <laughs> oh really imdb's weird well in in post, post- post-production no, okay. fiber and post one's in development i imdb is so. so weird because it's like they separate that now and i'm just like it's just it a button right list. above you just click it i know but why it was just as easy before to just scroll down <laughs> oh man man Get up, my goddamn log imdb <laughs> sons of bitches i hope jason alexander <laughs> no, i won't get into that either but all right so oh, man you right. that cloud so at least we have some more julian sands on it <laughs> but I'll learn the new whatever the fuck now. All right, so Ghosts of Monday is the new film from director Francesco Sinquami. And in this one, The Ghosts of Monday tells the chilling story of a group of U.S. filmmakers who traveled to Cyprus to film a documentary in the tragically famous Hotel Gula, a once popular resort where more than 100 people died in mysterious circumstances. What begins as just another day at the office will eventually turn into a terrifying journey into the unknown. All right, so Ghosts of Monday is kind of an odd film in the sense it it, it starts off as a typical haunting. It's not a found footage movie, uh, even though it might sound like it is from that description. Um, It does a lot of things. And I think it gets a little muddled because there's five writers on this, including the director. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's really, really ambitious. This one, is, it's not just like a throwaway indie direct-to-video movie where it's like, oh, whatever, just we'll just do 
Friday the 13th again or something. It it really does go for some ambitious stuff. Um, this is a paranormal haunting movie, a slasher movie, a creature feature. It's It's got a cult end of the world thing going on. It crams in a lot of shit. And I really feel if this were made even in the 90s, that you might have gotten a, something very different. Maybe you would have had a gem like a Dark Waters type thing, the, the Mariano Bano film. Um, so it is muddled. But if you stick with it, it's actually pretty well made. There's a very sort of stylish murder scene in an elevator where there's people below that can't see what's going on. There's, there's, it's really photographed well. It's a good-looking movie. Julian Sands is great as always. He kind of plays a sort of pervy, older, former yeah. star who's hosting this. You this, want to have uh, a drink? <laughs> yes, this bullshit uh, uh, ghost hunters type show. Um, I think some of the character development like suffers. Like the couple, I would have liked to have known a little bit more about their past, but they're just cramming so much into this movie. And it's a short movie, too. Uh, I think it clocked in at like uh, uh, under 80 minutes. I think it was 78 minutes. Yes, 78 Dude, if you check and... out in the middle and come back, it is completely fucking different. You were like, what, you changed the movie? Yeah, it, it is that yeah. drastic. But go ahead, Dan. <laughs> no, no, I, I didn't hate this, despite the problems. It's also apparently the first horror movie shot in Cyprus, which is interesting. Very, you know, cool location. Uh, like I said, it doesn't feel cheap. That's one thing I got to put over about this. It doesn't feel cheap. Like that typical. hotel reminded me of like Hellraiser. Like like the. Uh, yeah. You gave us what I'm saying. You guys yeah, know yeah. What's You're initiated. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate them really going for it with this one, and maybe not fully hitting a home run or anything, but I I still appreciated that we we were get trying to deliver something a little bit different. Uh, it doesn't go as overboard on the CGs a lot of these films do. And uh, Julian Sands always makes it worth watching. It's not a great film, but if you stick with it, I mean, towards the end, I was like, wow, I can't believe we did all of this in How less than How did we get here? <laughs> yeah. yeah in, 80, <laughs> in less than 80 minutes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pretty wild stuff. Uh, I, and, I, yeah. I will say though, like it, it took a while to get there. I, yeah. I, I was rolling my eyes a little bit. I'm like, I really don't care if, about a, a, a movie about a demon hunter or a ghost hunter. I'm like, I don't even watch those regular shows. But, <laughs> uh, That's where I was. Too. Yeah. So I was like, whatever. And then, it kind of progressed into something else. Like, oh, that's interesting. And then it fucking keeps going to places. I'm like, where the fuck is this going to stop? And where it stops, I have to commend them. I'm not going to spoil it because I do think it's worth checking out. But bravo to them for committing to that. And also, there's a cool weapon, which Kruger, I think you need to get your hands on. Uh, for me, uh, it started off rough, but it ended up being really cool. So I, I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, for me, um, unfortunately, just through the dialogue-heavy scenes that plagued the first 45 minutes of this thing, uh, I was very, very checked out. Granted, there's things about this that definitely like I would have liked normally, but uh, just because of 
how long it takes to get there. It was it was really hard for me to enjoy this. Uh, I like the slasher elements that came in, you know, cool creature that we were introduced towards uh, the end. But the way the movie played out just felt like a total discompobulated mess <laughs> for me. And even if there was some stuff that caught my attention, it was just way too little too late for me to say I, I enjoyed watching this thing at all. Um, some great ideas, but the execution just, it, it felt too messy for me to be fully immersed into that world. So, uh, I didn't have a great time with it, but there's definitely some like little bright spots that are in the movie. Uh, but if as you're a patient whole, enough, right? Cause yeah, but you're as asking a, whole, a lot, dude, <laughs> but, but, but as a whole, just 40 minutes in, man, I was just like, motherfucker when the fuck is something gonna happen and then something did but when when it did i was just like i'm i'm already kind of checked out i really don't care too much about these characters or what's going on in the story enough to have it grasp my full attention um props for the creature effects though and the slasher gimmick that we had like he had a cool mask and everything but the gore and stuff just didn't it it didn't like bring me back to it like I was hoping it would. I thought the elevator kill was really cool. Like it just it, it was it, almost it was felt cool, like but... a Argento kill in a way. Oh, definitely, it's a total Jalo s kill. But also like some of the uh, you know you get a little bit of CGI blood splatter in there too. So I was uh, like I it had me rolling my eyes a bit. Good kill sequence when it comes to like putting it on paper, but when I watched it play out. There's definitely, you know, I want I want a little bit more gore again. <laughs> Understand, yeah. Mr. Maybe Dad. that mermaid demon could uh you know stab somebody in the cooch. That's yeah. <laughs> um yeah, it it starts off like one movie and turns into another one, but that second half really saved it for me. Um it, it was like I didn't not like the first half. It, it just was, you know, it's really slow, but it's building up and then and yeah so i do like it um i think it's worth checking out it is on blu-ray right now and uh digital so yeah yeah uh yeah it's worth yeah well depending on what you like kruger's not so much but kruger what if you, you have patience it? i think it's worth checking out yeah well, I'm going to actually give it a very generous three stars because I just appreciate them trying to, you know, really trying to go for it. It's not the next great uh, horror film or anything like that, but I still kind of liked it. I don't, and I didn't think it was boring either because of all this craziness, because like you said, you could walk away for five minutes or two minutes and it's like. Wait, what the, where the fuck did this mermaid demon come from? <laughs> yeah. And some of the kills, I think, were actually pretty cool. It's not a gore film, but it, it is cool. <laughs> okay, I'll try that again. Kruger, <laughs> what are you uh, getting? It? <laughs> sorry, thought you yeah. went to me first. No worries. I'm a I one know. out of I'm a one out of five, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I am a three out of five as well. I I I came close for the ending. They gave it a three and a half, but I just can't justify that <laughs> that first half where I was kind of rolling my eyes. Yeah, I'm I'm also a three on this one. Okay. So. I think once it's streaming, I think it might find an audience, especially if you can fast forward to like the last 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, it's only 15 bucks for the Blu-ray. Right. 
I, I dude, oh. if they had a chance to do a TV show out of this, and we like that's the season finale, like a miniseries, that's mm. kind of cool. We can flesh everything out, everything make everything super interesting. It also say, could have been cut down. That's possible. Mm-hmm. One, one, I will say, if it was in a found footage format, which like it could have easily been, I probably would have been way more forgiving. Okay, I get that. You could ring hotel security. <laughs> like, like with found footage movies, you don't need too much for me. Like, you know, you give me a nice sick kill and a nice sick effect towards the end of the movie, I'm in. But for whatever reason, just the way they presented this, I wasn't invested with any of the characters or anything. You know, uh, Julian Sands was fun watching him try to perv on women. But uh, outside of that, uh, I didn't really care for any of the characters, unfortunately. But hey, there, there's definitely an audience out there for something like this. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. So moving on to our next film, we will have TV Terror Talk later with the episode three of Last of Us. But our main event film of the evening, Infinity Pool from writer-director Brandon Cronenberg. So in this one, James and M. Foster are enjoying an all-inclusive beach vacation in the fictional island of Latolka when a fatal accident exposes the resort's perverse subculture of hedonistic tourism, reckless violence, and surreal horrors. All right, so Kruger, I know you were really excited for this one because you were a big uh, fan of the director's previous films. So what did you think? Well, first thing I will say is the acting in this goddamn thing is just phenomenal. I loved all the characters and all the personalities and how twisted shit got, especially between Mia Goth's character, Gabby, and Alexander Skarsgård's character, James. They had amazing chemistry together, and anytime they were on screen, uh, you know, just interacting, I was totally glued uh, to the screen. And cinematography and uses of color throughout this thing too just were fucking phenomenal uh especially with the psychosexual hallucination scenes i love shit like that i've you know i'm a big fan of possessor and all the insanity we got with that movie and this definitely brought some of that back to this this new one that brandon cronenberg did i mean uh anytime i get neon soaked nightmare sequences uh just i'm i'm totally in uh, I also have to say, uh, and this is, I can't praise this guy enough, but Dan Martin, who did the effects for this movie, he's created some of the effects for Color Out of Space. He did the stuff for Possessor. He's just, he is a fucking master of his craft. And this movie brought some of the most shocking on-screen effects I think we will see all year. He's just a wizard at what he does. And man, I just, I can't praise him enough because he was phenomenal in this movie with what he brought on screen especially that nightmare sequence towards the end of the movie that has to be one of the coolest fucking things i've seen in a really long time so uh just i can't i can't give that guy enough props and the story for me it was just it was really interesting at first and totally well paced it didn't take long to get into the action or of anything and yeah, I just I, I loved everything about this movie. Uh, there's some comparisons that I th- drew from uh, his dad's work with Crash, and uh, there's definitely like some similarities. But this movie also takes the visceral viral violence on a whole nother level uh, that that Crash did, and I actually like it a little bit more than that. And uh, just 
every I, I can't praise this enough. This is definitely a movie made for me. I actually had to see it twice in the theater to be sure how I felt about it because I hold Possessor to such a high regard when it comes to just modern horror movies and stuff. I think that's one of the best we've ever gotten. But this is pretty close. This is pretty close. And it just has me very excited on Brandon Cronenberg's uh, career as we go forward. So uh, I, I can't wait to own this and put it on my shelf. And I can't, I really, really hope that we do get that NC-17 cut uh, for the home video release. Because I'm interested to see what that, will. What, that, what that entails. I know it's not too much, but I, I'm still interested and... I believe I, uh, it's the suckling scene. I think they have good. gone. I, I need some strawberry milk for the next time I watch that fucking thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, yeah, just fucking... If you're into weird, sexual, fucked up horror, this is a must-see for, for, for you to go check out in the theater. And, and, also, yeah. and also, there's a couple of scenes in this movie, and this may be totally, like out of mind with most people but i saw some like comparisons to a serbian film with like some with the execution scenes especially that fucking room and everything it reminded me of the final sequence of the Mm. serbian film a little bit which was really really cool to see um and yeah mia goth though out of everybody on this movie i think her performance uh out shadowed everybody i think she was even better in this than she was in pearl and x just because of the character she was playing the uh, manipulative fucked up banter that she had in that final act like god damn dude it just she played a amazing villain and i love the way the movie ended everything about this just gets a gets a a plus from me i i don't love it as much as i love possessor but I do think it's better than antiviral, and I I'm just I, I can't wait to see what else uh, Brandon's going to come up with with his sick brain. Him and his father definitely are one of the same. Like yeah. this, this feels like a movie that David Cronenberg would have made back in the day, which is what I love about Brandon's movies. And I just hope he keeps channeling that spirit of his father and keeps uh, challenging and putting out taboo shit into the film world because I fucking absolutely love it. Okay. I should say we're going to talk spoilers at the end of this one because this one's, yeah, we'll have a more detailed spoiler discussion. But, uh, Pugs, what did you think? Man, uh, just like his dad, I am a very proud person of this man. He delivered something I fell in love with the first time I saw it. I've only seen it the one time, but I, I guarantee I'm going to be watching this over and over again. Uh, Gore and fucking special effects aside, because he nailed that shit too, but I got two scenes. One I mentioned already, Strawberry Milk, and then they actually showed a splash of something that I'm not going to give away here. And like, who has the balls to to do that every now and again? I saw this with Edward Danzig. We were both fucking so happy. Like, they did it! <laughs> Dude, like, the movie could have sucked after that, and I still would have been like, oh, this is, it was pretty cool. We should check it out for this. But what they gave us, holy shit. And, like, I totally understood where Skarsgård was coming from. Goth, <laughs> I would have fell for it, too, dude. Like, I understand. Yeah. I it, And just the concept of what that place is, wild. I, I liked it a lot. Uh, nothing but praise. 
Well, and, and, and it's wild because you hear about certain, th- maybe not necessarily with authors and stuff, but you hear this crazy shit about like these social influencers going into another, other countries and doing all this wild shit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he kind of drew some inspiration up, upon that. And also just the fact that, you know, rich and wealthy people can get the fuck away with whatever the fuck they want if they have enough money. Yeah. Props on the, all the stabbings too. I did get. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, you can make oj simpson blush that's hard to do um i loved it i actually prefer it to possess her same um everything about it you can see him growing as a filmmaker um he's gonna catch up to his dad pretty damn quick if he's going at this rate (laughs) yeah um because this is I think at his father's age, he's already advanced to where he was at that time. He also uh, has so him as a resource, which but, is great. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> Second generation. There you go. Dad? Ima- 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 imagine if they did something to, like together. They did like a co-project. Holy fuck. Would it be awesome? I really hope I live to see that day. Yeah. I feel <laughs> they both hate like his mom and his ex-wife. Like, let's just make a hit piece. I don't know if they're in love or whatever, but that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> Well, dude, fucking David Cronenberg made goddamn The Brood like right after his divorce, and that's one of my favorite movies by him. So, but did Dan already talk? Or he has not. Talking? He's uh, he's edging. <laughs> <laughs> let let uh, it out. <laughs> uh, so this, in a weird way, it's kind of like an intelligent version of The Purge in a strange sort of way. If you've watched it, you can kind of get that. Um, I don't think that this is in the vein of his dad so much it's a great film i loved it but i think that this is kind of more about the erosion of the human spirit than it is like a body horror tale um and just the consequences of there being yeah i don't think it's no, body horror at all no the consequences of it being uh of not having consequences I think that's kind of more or less what this is. Um, it's a little ambiguous in certain areas. Again, I don't want to give away too much, but the the Lakota people have a very uh, unique way of punishing, and you could yeah. argue, is it punishment? Let's um, book our trip. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was still thinking about this movie, even you know, I think I saw it like four or five days ago whatever and i'm still thinking about it which alone is just a great thing i do think he's growing as a filmmaker and i don't think he's his dad uh but you know he is filling those shoes for three movies so far i'd say you know we we throw around master of bar a little bit too lightly what is the third one i'm not Antiviral, antiviral possessor. Oh, that's right. I always forget about antiviral. <laughs> uh, antiviral's very good. He actually based this movie on his own personal experiences, which is interesting. I don't think it quite got this wild for him. I hope. <laughs> Were they like, "Yo, Brandon, uh, fucking, you know, we know <laughs> you fucked up. Let's clone you." <laughs> <Type shit. laughs> yeah, pops. I need the credit card number. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Need some of that um, history of violence money. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just sometimes it's about how having a lot of money can kind of dehumanize you in a way. And uh, there's a lot going on here. There were portions that made me think of Clockwork Orange. Yeah, dude. There's <laughs> absolutely, even the title makes sense. The whole, like, fake wall thing. It made me think of when I was in Haiti 
not not the real Haiti, but Labadee, which the cruise line owns. And you you realize like just over that wall, <laughs> over this, there. Wow. this is fucking hell. Uh, you know, it's 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 a living hell, not and you're spitting people. here on this. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. It's very different on the outside. So I like the title. I thought that was very clever. Uh, yeah, this is another fantastic movie, and uh, he. Like I said, I like that he's kind of becoming his own filmmaker. Antivirals, very David Cronenberg. Uh, and it's a, it's a really good movie. And I love Cronenberg. Uh, you can see some Cronenberg alumni right over my shoulder. Uh, he, I'm in for anything he does at this point. I'm yeah. still digesting if I think it's his best film. But I love the hell out of it. And Mia Goth is fucking batshit awesome in this movie. <laughs> Uh, somebody asked in the chat, uh, I'm definitely into Mia Goth. I like yeah. him a little crazy. So, and yeah. You say that until it's time to deal no, with some crazy yeah. bitch shit. <laughs> I, I did have to adjust her having blonde hair. I was like, oh, I missed the dark hair, but I got over there pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. And I, I can't wait to see the NC-17 version, although I, I think it's probably just going to be a, an extended scene or two. Yeah, it'll be so, it'll be like yeah. maybe like three seconds of... Uh, Let's not downplay this. I love that. <laughs> yeah, no. In my day, we were happy when we got three seconds on an unrated cut. And <laughs> we sure. loved it. Look at it, you scream. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and Alexander Skarsgård, too. We have to yeah. mention. Oh, he's he yelling this. Dude, I imagine the shit forever. this poor bastard had to had to go through to fucking film this movie like like there's i mean to be an actor and have to go to those areas i mean uh props to him he's definitely becoming one of my favorites in the industry to that he's been like one of my favorites since true blood when we had to choose teams like yeah he married all the fucking way (laughs) also shout out to him going to the fucking i think it was the red carpet premiere i'm pulling it up right now on, (laughs) on a fucking leash Oh yeah, okay. he's the fucking shit, man. Where'd it go? I love him. Yeah, just well, we have the his, his family's pretty fucking talented too. This his, is his profile picture. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> how fantastic is that? Like, I just want to imagine he went in there and uploaded it himself. Yeah, right? <laughs> like I got this. Yeah, it'll be funny. Like on the way there, he just spilled something. It's like you know, it'd be cool <laughs> when you have lemons, lemonade. <laughs> the same yeah, spillage uh, in the movie as the movie. Just to be that, um, and like, you know, we see a lot of these taboo fucked up things happen with like, you know, female actresses, but not so much when it comes to male actors. And I think him going the, like him going to the places he had to go for this movie is just really commendable. And I want more from him, (laughs) you know, put him and me and goth and all these fucked up sexual drama movies, uh, for for the end of time. Yeah, people need to see Skarsgård's movies, though. Like the Northman, mm-hmm. not oh, yeah. enough people went to see the damn thing. Same thing oh, with yeah. this. This is not a hit. Well, you're you're gonna have that on any any film that's not a blockbuster. Now they're all gonna <laughs> underperform. It's just the business it is now. Well, it, it's stupid though. People okay. out there listening it, to our show, it can be stupid, Dan. But I'm telling go, you the way it is. Go see something good like this rather than just. The same old shit from Mark. Rather than go see fear. Let's just put it that way. Well, well you yeah. better. Well, definitely <laughs> over fear. You better sure. blame. But nobody saw fear. Because either. everyone decided, yeah, I don't want to go to the movies. Everyone's stupid. Now. <laughs> now I can All go right. sign that. Yeah. 
<laughs> but uh yeah guys you should try and check it out in theaters it's probably not going to be there much longer so please um, do yeah. i'm going to uh, try to see it one more time it wasn't happening before the show but yeah i almost want to go again to be honest with you and i'm very i'm very very rarely like that when it comes to movies in the theater i usually am one and then okay i'll wait for it to come out on blu-ray but this one it, it like you said dan it sticks in your head and it just kind of creeps into your brain when you're just going through your daily life and you're just like, fuck, I want to go see that oh. again and just see what I missed. Qu- quick question, and this is not a spoiler for anything unless somebody's seen it. That old man, did that dude have a badge or just like the smallest micro micro Micropenis. That, uh, yeah. 100% it was a micropenis. Dan's like, <laughs> good, I felt hung. <laughs> no, if you want to feel hung, watch that scene. I was like, wait, is that? What's going on there? What the fuck is that? You you haven't you haven't watched enough e fucked to, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely a micro penis. All right, micro cock on on the sub on micro cock. Let's go ahead and rate it. I was gonna say rate it. The movie, not the cock. Kruger, <laughs> uh, go for it. Well, the cock would be a zero point five, but uh, <laughs> the movie, I, I'm really tossed up between a four and a half and a five out of five. I'm going to go with a four and a half for now, but that, that's not to say that this may not eventually get to a five out of five rating for me. Uh, I do like it a little bit less than Possessor, but I still think it's it's definitely Brandon Cronen- one of Brandon Cronenberg's uh, best films that he's made so far. And I just I, I can't wait to see what else this sick fuck comes up with him and Dan Martin are a fucking match made in heaven. Like between Possessor and this, just the effects, man. Like the way Dan Martin is able to make things look so realistic is it's mind boggling. Yeah. Uh, Pugs. I am a five out of five. Easy. Well, I thought we were going to order. All right. I am a five out of five. And I also wanted to put over Thomas Kretschmann of Stendhal Syndrome. Uh, who you may not recognize. I mean, it's just a shaved head, but he was uh, the uh, de- the lead detective. I can't remember his character's name, but uh, that was, you know, initiating them into this whole process. Uh, great actor, and it was really good to see him in this. It took me a minute to recognize him. I was like, oh, it's Thomas Kretschmann. So five out of five. Count me in in the, the five club. So there we go. Five, five, nice. five. Four and a half. And four. Yeah, I'm, I'm very close, dude. Maybe once I see Maybe once I see the extra cum shot in the fucking NC-17 cut, I'll, I'll get to a whole five. So now, guys, we're going to talk spoilers on this movie. Then we'll have a open spoiler discussion of the last uh, Last of Us episode three. Uh, so if you haven't watched it yet, now we're going to talk a little more openly about the spoilers. All right, spoiler time. So, yeah, like, this is just a great sci-fi horror concept. One thing I, I would have said is, although you, you over-explain, that's an issue too, but I kind of wanted to learn a little bit more about uh, Latoka, the country, and 
uh, how all of this came to be with the doubling process. Yeah, right. Uh, and it's it's I actually I say ambiguous. There are certain things that are ambiguous, but I think definitely the original James was killed. I think the evidence is oh, there yeah. in the personality change. Um, and yeah, man, this is one of these movies that I just. I kind of want to go see again with Oscar season. I doubt I'll get to, but uh, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you a hundred percent on the James thing. When he's waking up from, uh, you know, the first cloning process, there's a, there's a couple of moments in there where I kind of put two and two together. And I was like, okay, that's not actually him, especially the way he was reacting to watching himself die and the way James was screaming out for his wife when he was dying. I, I, I thought that was the whole thing. And then they even touch upon it later on when they're all having the group session talking about like, I was so, so afraid that, you know, what if they switch me out with my double? Uh, one of the characters was talking about that. And yeah, I 100% agree with you. And I just got to say, man, that fucking scene at the end of the movie where he's having that dream sequence and uh, the son of the guy he killed in the car accident is choking him and then he fucking rips apart his face and Mia Goth's face is right there. That was just so fucking awesome. And then it kind of it kind of alludes to what he ends up doing to his own clone when he fucking smashes its face in and fucking basically splits the dude's face with his bare fist. Uh, just really, really awesome effects. I, I can't put over Dan Martin enough. He did fucking uh, the effects for Color Out of Space, Possessor. He did some stuff for that. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Into the Earth. Um, he's just, he, he's got his hands in everything. Every time I see him on a, uh, a credited thing for effects, it's one of those movies that like, I don't even, I don't care what the concept is. I don't care what the fucking Man. actors are. <laughs> this motherfucker's on this project. I'm fucking watching it just to see what sick shit he's going to create. And he's a hundred percent one of the best guys in the industry right now. I think. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah, no, the, the effects were all top notch. Uh, I'm really curious what he has coming next, but we do need to support these filmmakers guys, you know, go check this out. It's very important. You don't get stuff like this otherwise. Well, and the thing I love about Brandon is just he's so practical effects, like heavy. Like, I, I don't know if it was the same case with this movie, but I know Possessor, there wasn't like there was very, very few things he did in digital after he wanted everything like up to the point where like there's little orbs floating in the fucking air and he wanted that to be practical and just having a director like that, that's so, you know, uh, adamant on keeping things the way, in my opinion, the way they should be is it, it just, it warms uh, effects connoisseurs heart in me. And uh, yeah. Yeah. The fucking the 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 scene too where you're seeing Mia Goth's nipple and it's kind of like almost turning into a fucking tentacle and then shooting out this nasty discharge. Just this movie was gross as fuck, like super fucking gross. And more to like, I'm usually not a guy that's easily gets grossed out by movies, but even the scene you can where, recognize nasty though. Like, oh. But even when the, even the scene where Alex uh, Skarsgård's eating olives and he just has this black shit just fucking dripping out of his mouth and he's being a 
putt sucker fucking throwing that shit at somebody. And there's just this drool and body fluids all over the place. It fucking, it definitely uh, made my stomach a little bit queasy, which is more than I can say about most films. And, uh, that, but I hate olives, so that made me gross out too. <laughs> yeah, well, and the, and the uh, the Serbian film stuff, like, just I felt like when we got that wide shot of the execution room, it reminded me of the final act of a Serbian film where they're in that warehouse. You know, the wife and the kid are on the bed. It just, I felt like there was, there may be some inspiration there. I would I would be very interested to see if uh, he drew any from that. Punisher Batman to scary how the group reverted back to civilized people when they leave the resort. No, yeah, that's pretty normal. It was normal. <laughs> now. Yeah. Have like you never me. left Vegas, there, Punisher Batman? <laughs> we we had our fun, and now we're just. Uh, you should hear Dan off camera. <laughs> you should hear me off camera for that matter. <laughs> Patreon.com slash flesh food features. It all starts at just a buck, and you can see what they're yeah, It's even are. worse off that camera. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's all I pretty much have to say about it. I don't know about you guys, but just yeah, go see it. Go see it. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's, it, it, I, I already knew going in, I was like, there's no way this movie doesn't like break my top 10, and goddamn, didn't meet my expectations. It was just, it was one of those ones where like after watching it the first time, like uh, me and the person I was seeing it with, like she was like, I really liked it a lot. And I was like, I loved it, but I'm not sure how I feel about it. Just because like there's so much to absorb in, you know, just one viewing. So I had to get my ass out to the theater and support it a second time. I'm glad I did because I even enjoyed it more the second and you could have been watching Fear. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that I know you're bummed. Dude, that was the th- but it kind of sucked because I actually thought I saw Fear, I think uh the trailer for Fear, I think it was during the missing. Yeah, because uh, we both saw it, I remember. Yeah, and I was like, Oh, this looks actually halfway fucking decent. I'm just I'm a sucker for that final fantasy bullshit or final fantasy, final destination bullshit. Um <laughs> I, like, I, oh, fancy. I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I, I could tell from the trailer it was going to be a little closer to what we got than what, what you wanted. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm glad that uh, that I saved myself. But we all know me. I like a shitty picture. So. <laughs> That's fair. But I'm uh, glad I, I gave uh, Brandon Cronenberg my money instead of whoever the fuck made that abomination. Ben Grimm, I had a bad theater experience, so I need to see it again. Oh, that sucks. What happened? Yeah, Ben. Ben, was that the one that you were mentioning in the Discord where like there was nobody else in the theater, but what the dude fucking decided he was going to sit right next to you? Is oh, that the one? Oh fuck! Just started man. farting. Fuck that guy. <laughs> or yeah, he he, he he mentioned uh, Ben Grimm like in the Discord. Yeah, okay. some weirdo picked a seat right next to me in an empty theater, and it yeah. was weird though because I feel like after the movie starts, it's he got there weird. first. Fuck off. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying like. I'm not going to sit next to the weird guy that, I mean, now I get picking your seats. So you're kind of like, really? Next, what the fuck? Man, next time, but th- this is a dangerous game you're playing though. Cause like, take your dick out. <laughs> oh yeah. I was going to say, you could just like reach over and put your hand you on just, his hand. No, don't just, touch him, man. <laughs> just, you got to do, you got to do the glory hole. Just tap his foot. <laughs> 
<laughs> Watch every time, learn how it learn the fucking maneuvers. <laughs> every time there's a titty on screen, just make an orgasm noise. Just go, oh, oh there's a perfect that's... scene to do the perfect thing. That is also <laughs> Kruger would have been prepared. All right, you... <laughs> no. what you, you don't do want to you just see... lean you lean over and you just go, is that a micro penis or a vagina? Or that <laughs> <laughs> I, I get, get so it. mad. I'll cancel my ticket if I see someone. <laughs> someone dude, I don't know what type of person you have to be. The fucking okay. I get it. If part. there's like a bunch of people in, and like you have to sit next to them. Okay. Yeah. Or but no Star one Wars, and you know it's going to get sold out. Maybe it's like pick okay, the seat you like. Yeah. Whatever. I'm going to be next to somebody no matter what. But yeah, that is like fucking bizarre. But I know. I, I always make sure if there's a seat booked already for a movie. I don't book or I'll see it at a different time. No. You know, so I, I don't know. I hate that shit too. I'm sorry, Ben. But we do have TV Terror Talk to discuss. Ben Grimm, so. dude had to get home and cut heads off of Barbies and write a manifestos <laughs> after the movie. <laughs> Would you have moved if he just looked over at you? Will you be my friend, Ben? No, see, in that case, you'd be his friend, yes. And then as soon as you're outside, run. What if you started singing the the Michael Jackson song to you, Ben? Like this, <laughs> this does this does remind me though. Look no more. When, when, when I when I, uh, when, I when I was how do you know my name? This does remind me though when I was going in the movie. Uh, the person I was with, she had like a like a little backpack thing, and she was worried about it being uh, being fucking you know being able to bring into the theater. Huh. And I made a Dark Knight Rises joke all the way up to the <laughs> elevator. I swear to God, I heard the two clerks behind us just choke on their fucking. <laughs> I was just like, she was like, "Oh, I, I'm I'm worried. I'm surprised they didn't stop me." And I'm like, "Why? They think you're gonna Dark Knight Rises and pull?" Like, <laughs> the next thing you know, I hear fuck. <laughs> Can See, you I imagine? Like, Let me get a free popcorn voucher for that guy. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? We're just making uh, shooting jokes now, so you can take the spoilers down. But uh, uh, can you imagine <laughs> if he, the dude was like planning to do that in fear, and there's like nobody there, <laughs> <laughs> right? He's like, "Fuck, dude, my plan is ruined." Now I'm just going to go home and... Uh... <laughs> or it's literally just that guy singing the Ben song after Ben's long gone. Ah, <laughs> oh, then he just like leaves. He just doesn't bother. All right. So uh, we are going to talk uh, the episode three of Last of Us, which was titled Long, Long Time. And in this one... Uh, in this one, when a stranger approaches his compound, survivalist Bill forges an unlikely connection, and later Joel and Ellie seek his guidance. All right, so this one was interesting to me because it's kind of like a just a standalone. Well, not standalone. There are plot things going on. Side story. I think that's what you're looking. Yeah. Side story uh, with this Bill character played by Nick Offerman, who's always great to see him. And Frank, the person that stumbles into his compound, played by Murray Bartlett. Um, this is more or less just their life together yeah. while dealing with all this outside shit. It jumps, I think, 
20 years, Three years four years 10 years so yeah that gives us time the, stamps. the start it's basically like their entire their run. Know, pandemic yeah. experience also props yeah. to fucking having someone finally say it uh uh homeboy uh was it frank and and who bill bill yeah. fucking's like I was happy when the world ended. I was like, oh my God, it's yeah. about fucking time someone said it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Spoiler talk again, by the way, guys. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it, well, it, I loved it. Now, I'm not familiar with the game once again, so I well, don't know what's there. I, I, I know that. I, yeah, I know Kruger's ready with that. Yeah. So why, but, why don't we let Kruger tell us what's different real quick? So okay. with the game, the note is a thing. The note Hateful. is a thing. And, uh, but it it, it, it kind of it doesn't allude to all the stuff that this did. You know, you definitely know these two people were in a relationship, but uh, the one uh, fuck what the, not that one that, that got caught in the trap, but the other one. What was his Bill? Name? Bill, yeah. Bill has a note from Frank, and yeah. eventually, <laughs> and before he gives Ellie uh, in the in the game, Bill is still alive. And he gives he he Joel eventually finds the note that Frank left him, and basically Joel gives him the note, and Frank is really really upset, and he's just like, "Well, thanks, fucking asshole," and gives the note back to Joel, and then you're able to read what happened and everything that you know inspired. And I really thought that them putting as much thought and time and just effort into this little side story was beautiful for me. Uh, for me being somebody that was a fan of the game, I actually like where they went with this even more. Uh, the fact that Frank decided like, fuck, I don't want to live anymore, you know, uh, and off himself with his partner so they could, you know, go off together was really something beautiful and the love story and just the way that you could definitely see uh, again. I, am I getting this wrong? Is Frank the one with the long hair or bill? Uh, 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 bill's the one with the long hair. Okay. So bill, um, just his, you know, uh, him being kind of reserved at first and then watching Frank kind of break him out of his shell because he knew he was gay uh, was really, really fucking just, it was heartwarming. And, you know, I feel like if I would have been in a situation like that, where I'm just a lonely motherfucker and one day uh, somebody stumbled upon uh, me and my compound and I took them in and I ended up falling in love with them, I probably would have did the same exact thing he did. And uh, it's just, a, it's a beautiful little story really heartwarming you know it definitely got me teary-eyed at times and uh especially with just the subject matter i haven't ever had something like this when it comes to that affect me in the way it did and i i i think it it just it, it proved not only can like those stories be just amazingly well done you could still connect with them even if you aren't of the same sexuality as somebody uh is it's really powerful and just a great episode. This show, man, it, it's it's really, really fucking bringing it home as one of the best things I've watched on television in a very long time. Punisher Batman fan. I agree, Kruger. This one hit me in the feels. Yeah, I Amen, mean, uh, I expect, like even as a metaphor, when the world sucks and everything in the world is fucked up, Sometimes you confide to that one person and that's what, you know, this guy did. And 
unfortunately things went the way they did and his partner got sick but fuck he he was like there's no point anymore i was here to protect you yeah, was like, he team, wasn't scared you know? it wasn't scared before you and dude that laugh from the straw that whole strawberry scene masterclass shit Everything yeah. else around that is just cherries on top. It was also good misdirection when they had Nick Offerman's character saying, like, I'm growing older faster. And you, you're assuming he's shot. He's going to be the one that he's going to have to take care of or maybe even put down. Uh, so I thought that was it was very well written. Uh, great acting. Uh, like I said, the, the storyline for this still is very much been there, done that. But this was a great character episode. Almost kind of like in the vein of like that the walking dead flowers episode where you know you you could just go in to that one episode and be like wow this is some great character shit yeah and uh, well and that's the yeah. thing about the last of us is you know it's a concept that had been done before in video games as well but everything about what makes it special is the characters and the character development and how we watch these people grow and how they're getting through this fucking rough time that the world is just, you know, imploding. Basically they have a little making of after each episode. And then the home, the, the creator, I forgot his name, but the skinny dude with the beard, he said like, if our idea, our ideas are better than what the story had, then that's what we'll go with. A lot of them aren't. This one was because apparently, uh, Drew, you would know this like Frank and Bill, or Frank and really hated Bill, and that's where he offed himself because like every day is worse than the day before. This flip yeah. side of the coin is fucking awesome because like just give me one good, more good day because most of them I had with you were fucking awesome. Uh, it's just what, so fucking good, dude. What's so good. the first store you raid? Like, is he hit Home Depot? I feel like he was. Oh my, I fucking love that too. Like, if we want to do a spinoff or like a just a movie of what he did, like as a prepper, (laughs) like like, vindication. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of those guys that would just be like, ha ha, fuck you from their bunkers. It's like people are being burned and well and one thing well and one thing that i'm already seeing with this show is there's so much possibility for spinoff shit we could spin off with tess and joel and all the fucked up things that they had to do to survive we could spin off with you know frank and bill and see how they ended up you know surviving we don't because we only really got a taste of it you know there's only like really one scene where they're dealing with the outside factors we get more of the how they were uh, living together and man i just i i hope uh, i i know where the story is going and i'm just i'm gonna tell you you motherfuckers are gonna be heartbroken when it's once it gets there because i know i was already nervous how much i love these well i shouldn't be he's a fucking mandalorian i love uh, and and fucking lady bear from game of thrones no wonder i love this shit yeah well and pedro pascal he's just he embodies the Joel character so well. And I was so skeptical. I think it was just for the sure fact that he didn't necessarily look exactly like Joel that like, I was a little, a little worried, but God damn dude, is he fucking killing it? And just watching him and Ellie's relationship grow like, and it's, and it's just going to grow more and more and more as time goes on with Dude. these episodes. And I, I just, I can't wait to see where they go with this thing. I'm, I'm so fucking into this story. Props just, to Ellie. Uh, yeah. Her, every time she sees something new, like this car or the, the plane, her acting in that, like, oh my, I've never been here. Her, like, bright-eyed, doughy-eyed kid on Christmas, 
that shit is astounding. And then she's like, oh, you were in a plane, dude. You got to be in the sky. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, uh, Punisher Batman fan. As someone who played the game, I'm not sure I'm liking the changes they've made to Ellie. I feel like the character in the game was better. I feel like, um, personally, right now, we haven't had enough of her for me to really dis- differentiate the two. Um, yeah, it's a little bit different, but for the most part, I think she still hits the same bells and whistles she did within the first few chapters of the game. I'll be more interested to see how her character develops later on, and then I'll be able to like make a better comparison, but for me personally, as of right now, I'm cool with everything that they've done. I'm actually shocked at the reception this episode's getting. I figured there'd be a lot more bigotry going on, but they're being oh, pretty they're, cool. I mean, there's some for sure, but I, I expected uh, a yeah. lot more. Yeah, yeah there, there definitely is. Like when you look on IMDb, this is uh, wow. the lowest rated a- episode for sure. And there's really? definitely surprised. some. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's the low th- lowest rated episode. Wow. And I think a big part of that is because people. You know, just sitting, get that broken shit off my TV. Yeah, exa- <laughs> yeah. And it, but for me, man, I just fuck. Like I haven't had a story involving a gay couple like this affect me. I wanted to be their neighbors. That's how much I cared. For well, people. yeah. The people who were trying to tank it couldn't tank it hard because it's still at a seven point nine out of ten at least. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Deserves more. That this this episode blew me the fuck away, and we still got like what twenty seven minutes or so of the of Joel and Ellie. This yeah. man, I'm willing to come back to these guys if we need more flashback scenes because yeah, I love these characters. I can't wait to see where we go. And well, now, now I'm nervous as fuck as Kruger's like, oh, don't get attached or whatever you just said it made me nervous. Yeah, well, well the other thing too is just the scene in the game is it's not it's not big. It doesn't really matter to the story at all so the fact that they fucking took that and just made this heartfelt little you know piece about two people falling in love with each other when the world is fucking falling apart really really well done and i again i just i i I love this fucking show that strawberry giggle man that got me dan yeah uh nick opperman though too man like hilarious he can hit the dramatic scene just perfect and there are some light moments i thought the the one scene that was really funny was uh i can't remember exactly how the dialogue goes but he he says like you're you're paranoid you're hiding you think the government or not he's 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 like they are (laughs) yeah now or whatever (laughs) not back then yeah that that shit was funny (laughs) yeah i thought that was that was good. There is a lot of humor or, in it. Uh, Reading uh, the notes. He's a paranoid too. schizophrenic. I'm not a schizophrenic. <laughs> Him no. and Joel, their interaction. Frank, uh, 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 Bill and Joel, like they both have common ground and like they're both they, manly men. <laughs> well, and the, and the fact that they don't like each other, but then, you know, Bill leaves Joel with the, uh, like, I never liked you, but I always respected you. Yeah. And that's why if anybody found us here, I figured it would be you. And stuff like that, just it's so well done. And it makes me um, I'm actually a little bit curious to see because there is a remake of the video game already out. Um, I think it came out last year. And uh, I'm curious to see if there's any difference with the remake version of the game with this scene or uh, or if, you know, they just went with what they did with the first rendition of it. But like even like I said, the first rendition, you're 100 percent right, Pugs, like uh, Bill 100 is totally like 
pissed off that Frank offed himself type shit. And mm. like he's he's well the letter was fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> what a dickhead. But if yeah. that's how he failed, that's how he failed. That's how I this this version is way better. <laughs> Not that well, I yeah. played the game or anything, but and also the difference is uh the letter is from Bill on this one, I believe, and then in the video game it's from Frank because oh. Bill's still alive. Gotcha. Yeah, this is phenomenal. I this is now becoming appointment viewing for me. So, yeah. I dig it. Sunday at six. Yeah, yeah, man. I fuck it. I can't wait for the next episode. I just, I'm, I, I can't wait for that. But I also just can't wait to watch all you motherfuckers get your heart broken by. <laughs> Damn, by what are we in a euchre? Oh, dude, no. <laughs> like, cause I already know what's coming. I already know it's coming. If and they stick mo- with it, they could change something. Cause if it's they have a better idea, they may. If they're going with the like they already mentioned the second season is going to tackle the second game. So if they go where I think they're gonna go, I just I, I think could they get I, a green light yet though? Yeah, yeah. yeah. HBO. They announced yeah. it right after the third episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Honestly, okay. you know, we need we should we didn't bring that up at the top, but I'll bring it up now. Um, with Warner Brothers starting the trend of Pugs hit me up yesterday about uh, what was the show that disappeared? Uh, Paramount's buying Showtime, so Showtime took out uh, "Let the Right One In," and there's there are two other shows that they pulled off of streaming and downloading from their their thing. They're, the other shopping it around, but who knows how long that'll. Well, this take one's just pulled. Uh, they said it was for the tax break. Oh so, fuckers! So be prepared to be happy, pugs. Yeah, <laughs> you know what it is. No, but. Well, it is probably the worst day to announce it, but it is the latest version of the Twilight Zone. Good. I see. I knew Bucks was going to be toss that shit in the fucking trash. No, 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 but, no, no, no there's a... from from Paramount Plus, or no, that was a no. The Paramount Plus. Now I'm confused. What movie? Twilight um, Zone. Whatever CBS. Yeah, all it was Paramount was. Plus. It was. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, yeah. So now it's pulled. You can't even watch it there. Yeah. Oh, okay. But there's I'm okay with that. Need. We need space for better shit anyway. That's fine. <sighs> yeah, we need space for fucking Velma. <laughs> I can go to you know what? I haven't seen it, but I, I that that show can watch suck. the first ten minutes of the. Episode I don't need to. One. That's all. I'm good. To, to give you an answer on that, I watched two episodes. I'm not watching the rest. That the fact <laughs> that that piece of shit got fucking renewed already. It did. Me, yeah, it's already renewed for a second season. I here's think that's thing. a spite renewal because well, that here's one. The thing. It's not yeah. for us. That's the thing. It's like for it's not for anyone. With like, people who like Mindy, <laughs> Todd, Mindy, even they don't is. like Todd, it. That's my mom loves Mindy, and, and she, she fucking watched that shit, and she was like, "What the fuck is this dog <laughs> shit that I'm watching on the screen right now? This sucks terribly. It is so un like she she was even more heated than I was. <laughs> I was like, God damn, like you actually like this bitch that's playing Velma too, but fucking dude. Well, yeah. what su- what sucks is the trailer really had me interested. It looked like Harley Quinn with fucking Scooby Doo characters. I was really into that that idea, and but they deliver on like I would say not even a tenth of the gore that the Harley Quinn show does, and it's just not fucking funny at all. It, it is the most unfunny piece. I have never like I'm sitting here. I'm like, oh, I should be laughing, but this is fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, zombie seven nine seven nine. No pugs. You need to watch it to true to hate truly. <laughs> uh, 
My hate's pretty strong, buddy. <laughs> Let the hate flow through you. Sidious will be proud of me. <laughs> yeah, great fucking show. Uh, not Velma. Uh, yeah, but the last, the last of us. Yeah. Twilight Zone, is that the one you're talking oh, about? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, glad. I hope he's crushed. What, what, about, said, what about the ending of Showtime? How do you feel about that? Eh. It ran its course. At, at least really uh, showtime now. Or it's it's going to be, you know. it's gonna be Paramount Plus with exclu- bonus content showtime or something fucking stupid. My whole so, thing, the only reason I fucking even care about showtime right now is Yellow Jackets, and at least that got renewed for a second fucking season. So yeah, I'm they're, happy. They're, they're keeping it, Todd. So don't, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm Which, not now I got to fucking start because. I, 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 you, that and 30 coins, I got to get in. I'm uh, 30 as monedas, the, HBO yeah, Max. as soon as the next season goes, I'm gonna binge the other ones going in, dude. You guys are going to cream your pants when you watch 30 monedas, it is fucking amazing. I cannot wait. Oh, I'm fucking, you just reminded me that it's coming out this year yeah. and uh, season two, and fuck, dude. Oh, even if you. Don't even watch a show. Watch a teaser for fucking the second season. You're just going to be like, fuck. This This has Alex D. Iglesias in it, and this shit looks that cool. I'm in. Uh, Punisher Batman fan, are you guys watching Power Slap at all? I've seen one episode. I'm in. This is a fucking terrible idea. <laughs> you were just watching. Is that the Dana White one? Yes. Yeah. It, 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 slapping competition. Dude, they put cotton balls oh. in their ears so they don't bleed. Like, <laughs> And one okay, of them slapped so- it out. People so, are gonna bitch that out of existence. I bet you anything. I I, I don't know. They've been people have been sharing the hell out of those clips. It's got a good lead in. It's right after AEW. That's when they show the. Well, it has a good lead in after what Dana White did to his wife too. Uh, but, you? <laughs> um, you yeah. ain't nothing. <laughs> we have I have, a, I have a, do not uh, do not approve. <laughs> yeah, I have a little bit of a controversial opinion on this slap shit because I'm a I'm a guy that uh, usually I don't care about things like this, but this just looks like a horrible way of people getting a lot of brain damage. It is, and um, it's uh, very astute, Mister Kruger. <laughs> for, for for me personally, somebody that definitely has CTE, I just I I feel bad. For a lot of these guys because they're making fucking shit money um and i'm a huge advocate when it comes to ufc like i'm a, a i i love fucking ufc and i love their product i've been a fan of it for years and years and years but those guys get paid shit sometimes if you don't draw you get paid like garbage and these people are making like two thousand to show and two thousand to win and Four grand to get fucking probably a couple of years knocked off your life. I don't know, brother. Like I'm a fucking deathmatch wrestler for fuck's sake. You know, I'm fucking I'm a I'm a fucking go do this shit in a couple of months and get cut the fuck up with you know barbed wire and all types of shit for not even a quarter of what these guys are making for money. But that's a hell of payday. <laughs> I feel I, I, I feel bad for uh, honestly the people that have to compete in this thing because a lot of them if you look it up they're failed mixed martial artists mm-hmm. they're uh guys that have, <laughs> have... Phantom says big willie's the only <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be the sweep sweet episode <laughs> for indie wrestling though yeah two grand like yeah i'll shove the weed whacker in my asshole sure two grand <laughs> don't, don't, don't give away my don't give away my secrets but i definitely didn't make two grand let's just put it that way um yeah. 
But also yeah. the luck of the draw, because if you're not the first one to slap me, don't knock him out. You're kind of fucked. <laughs> well, well, and it's just the like with MMA, you can block. You know, this you got to just take a full blown. Has someone drip. tried to block it like out of instinct yet? You, no, they do I, a no. turn and they get points deducted. But 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 like well, and that's my problem too. Is some of the point shit like with punches? Like you gotta <laughs> fucking roll with them sometimes so you don't get knocked out and this you get Batman fucking... fan. he has i feel bad as well but i can't turn away from it no i Is get it I... hosted by mike adamley no <laughs> it took him a minute come on that was fun. but uh yeah i just i i feel bad for the people that have to do this bullshit like yeah you're getting exposure you're on television and all this but at the same time knowing the repercussions of uh Chronic brain trauma. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of it. I actually haven't. Wa- I've just seen the clips, and watching that poor bastard's face fucking Jeez. look like it was about to. F- like, dude, this guy's fucking left side of his face looked like it was falling off. Dude, like, well, the first one they show is real time, and then they do the slow mo, which shows everything wiggle. Like you can see the impact. <laughs> it's <is> brutal. <laughs> I will say though, I do need uh do you guys know who Slap for Cash is? No. So he's this five hundred pound big fucker that slaps people for cash. Literally, he'll give you money like if you take a slap by him, he'll give you some cash and then he'll record it and put it put it up on his uh on it on his YouTube. And he knocks motherfuckers out with slaps all the time. So there's a part of this? So he's not yet. I guess he's been called and then the guy that he was supposed to slap pulled out or whatever the fuck. Mm. But whenever slap for cash does make his uh slap fight debut, I will be watching because that, that dude, he fucking you, you guys would love him. He's this fucking lunatic that hangs out with Nate and Nick Diaz that just does a bunch of Coke mm. and fucking is a <laughs> fucking maniac. And he fucking hits like a fucking Brick shit house. So I I want I, I, I want to see uh, I want to see him fuck some people up before this gets banned for life. Because I to be honest with it's you, it's not gonna last. Nah. With the uh, with the reception it's been getting, especially the reception it's been getting from people in the fight game, I don't think it's gonna last very long. I think we have a year at best when it comes to this thing. And uh, so enjoy it while it lasts. I mean, again. I, it's just one of those things where like UFC it had no rules when it first started out and it was fucking brutal. You could hit people in the nuts. You, Good could, fucking, you could fucking fish hook motherfuckers, headbutt them and all that shit. No weight classes. It was just fucking. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just don't know how, I don't think this will be able to evolve like UFC did because of just it being literally, Hey, hit me in the fucking face as hard as you can. Sorry. If you don't knock me out, then you go ahead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. I will be watching it today. I'm an asshole. I think it's funny. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna check it out too. I, I've seen. I saw that one famous clip where like the little string bean dude slaps the big guy, does nothing, and then he just obliterates him. That's. All. I think he's. Yeah, I think that dude's from Russia, and he is a part of this uh, slap yeah. competition. And they they even got chicks doing this shit, dude. The chick. I haven't seen that I, yet. 
Oh, the, the the girl one I saw was fucking brutal. Like the chick took the slap and she thought she was good, and then she just straight up like fucking dropped and somersaulted over. And they're like, "You're done. You're done." All right. Well, on that note. On that note, guys, uh, thank you so much. We recorded a bunch of shows recently, so make sure you listen to them all. Patreon.com slash Flesh Wound Features. It all starts at just a buck. You really help uh, help the show run. We appreciate it. Lots of exclusive content coming up. We are heading into Oscar season, so you get to see us uh, review some uh, some some well-respected films with no decapitations probably at all. But we still make it fun for you. Or at least a couple. Come on. Somebody will get stabbed. Somebody will get stabbed. But uh, anyways, on that note, uh, we will see you back here next time. Good night. Good evening. Chuck rules. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. I'll see you in Disneyland.